All right, welcome to another edition of Reptile Fight Club. Um, I'm your host, Justin Julander. And unfortunately, uh, I am Chuckless today. Chuck is overwhelmed with work. They are just killing him there, so it's kind of rough rough for oh, him. Man. He's been working weekends and stuff. So, um, But we've got a guest today. So uh, uh, I'm here with uh, Daniel Yates. So thanks for coming on today and excited to have a little discussion with you. <laughs> Those twelve-hour shifts. Yeah. Oh my God, I uh, I feel for you, Chuck. Man, yeah, seven oh my days God. a week. It's crazy. Yeah, it's I like oh well, uh, those those shifts where it's three on, you know, three off or four off and three four on mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Oh my God, it's like you get an extra day, but you have to sleep it away. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't actually get an extra day. You're so tired that you can't do anything. Yeah. yeah, it's it's. I've insane. been pretty lucky just to have eight hour days, you know, no weekends. I mean, you, once in a while, academic. but not, not too often. Yeah, you're yeah. academic. <laughs> I know what it's like to write papers. I yeah. mean, it's insane, <laughs> and that's you know, it's it's absolutely. It doesn't matter. Like, you're going to spend so much extra time outside of it. People, I mean, I worked for a pharmaceutical company once. And mm-hmm. I was called a government stooge by some people. People don't understand how much scientists don't get paid. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. well, scientists, uh, you know, you're just, you're in on it. Like, no, no, they're not. Like, yeah. you don't understand. That nope. guy's just <laughs> spending his life doing something that he enjoys that makes him feel good about himself because he's helping other people. And that's, I mean, Probably 80% of scientists do it for the work, whether that's there's so there's so many things, things in place to actually keep us from benefiting because that would kind of destroy that, uh, you know, science, the being unbiased. And, you know, if you're getting paid by somebody that biases you pretty quick. So, yeah, they have a lot of things in place to keep you from that. So, yeah. There's a yeah, whole science behind ignorance. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, for sure. It's, it's yeah, amazing. nobody goes into science to be rich. That's for sure. Same, same with oh, uh, reptiles, yeah. I suppose. But <laughs> Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, oh, oh. I know you guys get a little political on here. And oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I, I may run for Congress in 2024. Uh-huh. If nobody runs against Biden, I may actually do it. I, yeah. People don't understand. I'm not. I'll be a Democrat, but I, I, I don't know. No, I, I have an yeah. idea on every single subject you could ever imagine. My brain is chaos. Uh-huh. It's literally, if you don't touch on twenty subjects in five minutes, you've never had a real conversation with me. <laughs> well, that's so make got, for uh, definitely an interesting uh, conversation tonight. So, oh my God, yeah. you! I mean, we've just started. Yeah. How many topics have we touched on so far? <laughs> yeah, like it's, right. it, it's, oh. Ah, it's, well, I'm, I'm getting uh, overwhelmed here with uh, snakes. So we've got a bunch of stuff hatching out and um, a few lizards as well. But yeah, a lot of, a lot of anteresia hatching out. I've got a bunch of carpets. I need to, I started uh, getting the jungle carpets to feed. So that's been nice. The most of them have taken uh, food. So excited to have jungles again and, Trying to get what the is, inlands uh, set up and started as well. Yeah, this is how smart I am. Like this may mm-hmm. seem like a dumb <laughs> question to a lot of people, but people need to understand. 
the way I see intelligence is massively different than the way most people see intelligence. This is something mm-hmm. I told you I'd say in here. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm trying to, I'm trying not to get off topic and stuff. I'm not a big snake guy. I like snakes. Mm-hmm. I have no issues with them. I, I wouldn't mind owning a few, but I, it's not something that's like out there. Like I'm like, oh my God, I am the lizard brain guy. I, I listen yeah, to lizard yeah. brain radio guy. I enjoy him. Oh I, yeah, they do a good job. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he and he makes you feel like you're part of it. So yeah, yeah. for me, intelligence isn't about what you know. Mm. That's just just foolish to think that we could ever know everything. It's insane. So okay, I was at a show and I've got these buddies that mm-hmm. they run a booth and they're they're good people. They really are. And but they there's some funny stuff that they do. Uh, they'll have customers <laughs> that'll have a snake in their hand, and the person will mm-hmm. go, "Is this is this venomous?" <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, no, it's not. We what? Seriously. Oh, and this so, day and age, though, with all the people on uh, social media <laughs> holding venomous and stuff, so yeah, I guess maybe oh my it's a God. legit well, question these days. There's some when we get people further there, into this, sure. we'll have some talks <laughs> about this. This is a very interesting yeah. point that I think once we get further into the talk, I think we'll. I'll, I'll try. Like I said, I'm trying to stay more on topic. So there was a kid uh-huh. in there, yeah. and he's trying to. Just he just constantly says venomous, 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 and I mm. I'm very good about not getting annoyed with people. Like I take my dragons out for walks, my bearded dragons. I actually mm. outfitted a stroller to fit all three of them, and I take them down to the local lake. I am not the mm-hmm. crazy guy with the lizard. It's weird. I am the nice guy with the lizards. I'm the smart guy with the lizards. I'm that guy with the lizards. Oh, look at the lizards. It's not the two people that I've gotten. Oh, my God. What? What what are you doing? We're actually reptile people. Uh We're actually reptile people going, "Eh, you're that guy. I'm like, I'm that guy. I'm okay with it (laughs) because it's good for the dragon's mental health. You Mm. can see them soaking it in. Just looking around, just taking it all in, just their their brain just going in a mile a minute. It's wonderful. I love Mm -hmm. neuroscience, and with a background in actual nonverbal human communication, I can actually Mm -hmm. see this in them. I have videos. I have a YouTube channel, Learning for My Reptiles, and I actually have the nonverbals of the bearded dragon beard. You know if they get black right here under the ear? Mm -hmm. It's I'm a little upset, I'm a little sickly, and or I'm a little annoyed. Hmm. Pitch, my baby girl, the first reptile I ever got, does this chin strap. Mm -hmm. And she hates getting put into the tote. Mm -hmm. But as soon as we get to the lake, she gets so excited. She gets more bubbly and just like, oh, my God. Like We pass by the exit. Because I made a video a while back, do reptiles think in 3D? And... We were driving by the exit to the lake, and I told her we were going to the lake. Next thing I know, her eyes follows the exit, and then she looks back at me. Like, where the hell are we going? Hmm. 
Like, it's wonderful to see that because she is very intelligent. This is actually something I, I need to – I want to teach people how to do better research. Mm-hmm. And so one thing that we're going to work on here because I, I had an epiphany. Yeah. Pitch is a mean girl. Pitch the bitch is her name. Uh-huh. No, I don't want you running around like that. Pitch the bitch is her is her nickname, and it she fits. So she's going after my youngest, Hydra, in his enclosure. And yeah. she's hitting that glass. She runs around the tank. I watched another video where this dragon wants to add another dragon that's up high in an enclosure. He goes underneath it, up the wall behind, and comes all the way around like he's mm-hmm. actually going to come around to get the dragon. Mm-hmm. That's massive thinking in 3D. Yeah. Pitch is super intelligent for a beardy. So mm-hmm. why isn't she doing something like that? Maybe when she runs down the little hallway... She forgets like a human. Hmm. They actually have that short-term memory because they don't have a massive long-term memory. But yet they have massive long-term memory. Like they have so much stored in that. That perhaps their short-term memory is actually more. It's hmm. something that I would love to research. And I want to do an episode not if the, not showing that this is exactly what happens. Because I could be completely wrong. But where I would start the research so people could see actually how to do full research. Hmm. If I can get my Peter Bandits to actually mate when I move out of this apartment, yeah. like next year sometime, I want to take three years and study their growth rate. Hmm. And I want to show people how to do a proper study right. and that kind of thing. And yeah, I there, there has been up. some uh, research on uh, spatial memory in lizards. I think uh, – Oh, 2017, there was a study. I think it was like a fence lizard or something. Something mm-hmm. out of Madagascar, though. I think it mm-hmm. was. It was a specialty lizard that you don't normally think of. And it literally mapped its its deal. Lucky, my emerald green tree skink does it. I've got video on it. And he's literally mapping it. And I show you. I actually stop the video and, like, show you these mm-hmm. clips. Um, calm Fancy. I've got on the video... He actually, my oldest beardy, he takes the hunting stance because this is mm-hmm. this. The tail up is I'm alert. The tail like yeah. this, like a dog is I'm hunt mode. Anytime he's chasing a worm, you'll see this tail do this. And so his tail's done this and the curtain on my other bearded dragon tank falls down. But pitch and Hydra have been hiding from the UV for a couple of hours now. So all of a sudden, He's looking in their tank like, where are they? Where are they? I'm going to chase them off. Why are they not there? It's, it's, it's his memory. Everybody goes, oh, well, it's, it's his, uh, it's his um, smell. It's like, no, bearded dragon smells not that good. They have vision. It's really interesting. And everybody talks. Like, this is one thing that me and Adam Dylan from Animal Home, we get, like, along famously for this. Mm-hmm. Because... I got green anoles, and I'll tell you how freaking awesome they are. Oh, yeah. I just watched watch. the one earlier today had a mohawk. He mohawked mm. himself up, and he was trying to go after the girls, and she didn't have – she didn't want none. She was like, no, and she jumping, like jumping mm. out. It's like, that's so cool. But how come a bearded dragon cannot see glass, cannot understand glass, but yeah. yet – a green anole can. 
there are over 200 times difference in size. Yeah. So their brains are. I've, I've talked about the color change of the green anoles. That spot of their brain is probably so small, but yet anything around it that goes off could set off their, their freaking color change. So you can't really narrow down until you know their actual brain chemistry and where that is in the brain. Because I love neuroscience. It's the only thing I'd go back to school for. So mm-hmm. they could have a fart and change colors. You know? I mean, <laughs> but if we think about it, a snake flips its tongue, pulls in that air, and sees in 3D like a dog would. Skinks kick out that tongue often. So they must be doing something similar. Whereas like a bearded dragon, okay, it sees it, it licks it, it's it's figuring out if this is food, what this is, how this works. So it's like this is this is localized. Well, an actual uh, my green and oils walk up to the window and leap onto it. Well, if mm. they're sticking like a a a uh, gecko, where it's that molecular bond. Mm-hmm. What if they're they're seeing like they're actually interacting? So their whole f- understanding of the world is so much different than anything we could even comprehend because they're actually interacting on a molecular level, even though it's something like a Lincoln, a, Lind- a London force where it's not very strong. They're still doing on a molecular level. And so that's why they possibly and I'm not saying this is correct. I'm just mm-hmm. saying this is what's going through my head right now. I'm so busy. I listened to this this guy the other day on YouTube who's a breeder thing, and he finally got to researching stuff. And he's like, I spent like three days researching on this one topic. It's like, oh, my God. It's like, yeah, welcome to science. (laughs) Three days. (laughs) Must be an expert, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's (laughs) like, I'm so busy that I can't just stop everything and do this. Mm. Like, I, I literally... I fought myself. Let's let's go back. Like I said, I'm trying not to, because like yeah. I said, gotta touch on <laughs> we're gonna have time. to rein you in a little here. Yeah, <laughs> like you're yeah. you're all so over the that, place. But yeah, let's that uh, kid uh-huh. that was talking the venomous, venomous, yeah. venomous, venomous, and I got annoyed yeah. with him, and I felt bad about it afterwards. But I kind of snapped. I'm like, I don't like the, I don't like talking about venomous. I don't care about it. It's not important to me. You see that way that snake is on your fingers right there? That shows me that that snake is not scared of you. It is it is experiencing the world right now from your fingertips. I think that is super cool. The behavior of that snake is just so cool. Yeah. And that kid stopped and he started looking at it and he started thinking about it. He had a little more to say but nothing fancy. I felt horrible about snapping a little bit because you know that kid felt that I snapped a little bit. But I didn't stop there and like just brush him off completely. So I didn't hate what I did, but I didn't love it. So, yeah. And I talked to the people there. I'm like, I feel kind of bad about it. And they're like, oh, no, you're okay. You did really fantastic with that. You're really good at kids. This is why I think I could, I could uh, join Congress because I can talk to children. Mm. So, <laughs> so uh, the uh, I actually wrote the guy from I'm terrible with names. I'm sorry. So the guy from uh, Lizard Brain Radio, I wrote him. I told him yeah. everything that yeah. happened. 
Yeah. And I said, okay, so mm-hmm. I know you run shows. You deal with kids mm-hmm. all the time. How could I have handled this better? How could I have done better here? Because I want to do better. Mm-hmm. That's how you tell when somebody's actually intelligent. When it's not just, oh, I did great and I'm fine with whatever. It's, hey, <laughs> how could I do more? How can I be better? Yeah. What? And so you look to somebody who's going to know the subject better than you that mm-hmm. and even if you're like like you know, like he tells you that you're right you still look for a better answer mm-hmm. and he did he was like yeah you could try to talk to him about venomous or change him to a subject that you're more familiar with it's like yeah, yeah that's great and uh, so cool. yeah bill's a good one to ask for that he's he does a lot of yeah, shows and has and a lot like, of experience with, i love with the way he does stuff. his podcast yep. he makes you feel like yeah. you're in it mm-hmm. yeah and you know friggin i had a i've had some pets die on me i've had just about everything one of everything i've had pretty much pass away on me yeah that's so, the downside of dealing with uh it really is and oh my god it breaks me down every time this is a i know people at home can't see it but it's mm-hmm. i got the actual deal from you uh phil gross and uh-huh. it's U.S. art yeah. pin that is from made from a death mold of an emerald green tree skin. Okay. And it's an actual yeah. pin. How oh, cool. Yeah, and I'll uh, if I actually get my company going, what I yeah. eventually want to do is put organs, 3D print organs for educational purposes mm, and put inside yeah. some of these things. Because I've got this one. I've got bearded dragons. I made oh, into wow. a business card slash inset holder. Uh huh. That's had interesting. Yeah, I I was uh, t- I was reading uh, the new book by Rick Shine, Doctor Shine. Uh, he wrote a book, uh, "So Many Snakes, So Little Time," and I just got that book, and it's a fantastic book. Really, really cool stuff. Um, what a scientist, man! That guy's published over a thousand papers. But um, he said when he was starting out, there were no like real. Uh, you know, it was hard to know what the anatomy of a snake was, like which organ was which, because it's so different than a mammalian organ system. And nobody was really doing snake research, at least in Australia at the time when he started. And everybody told him, don't bother with it. It's just too crazy. So, you know, it was fa- yeah. fantastic book. I'd highly recommend it. But yeah, so that would be okay. an interesting thing to have some uh, organs, you know, to, to educate. That'd be neat. Yeah, yeah. I've gotten to meet Snake Discovery. Uh-huh. I'm a huge fan of theirs. Yeah, they do. I think they do wonderful work with kids. Mm-hmm. We're quite a bit different between us, but they, I, I think they're amazing. Yeah. And so when I finally get to 3D printing organs, I can't do it in this damn apartment. I hate this mm-hmm. place so much. <laughs> I get terrified that my animals are going to die because of how bad the electric is here. And just This is mm-hmm. why I'm trying to start a company. So I can get out of this apartment by November yeah. and I don't need that yeah. much. I just need enough to get out then get the 3D printing and actually print mm-hmm. organs and print some inserts. But I want to make a cabinet mm-hmm. that's actually made to actually be interactive yeah. for like Snake Discovery Zoo that mm-hmm. shows the anatomy of these animals. That'd be cool. Yeah. I know. And like I, I, I want to take – I want to take and put the organs on the outside and I mm. want to take and actually take a 
a um, plaster of it. Mm-hmm. And I want to take that and, and stick on the sides where the steps are for kids to get up and see in it. Mm-hmm. So kids can actually touch it without breaking stuff off. Yeah. Oh, cool. I want it to be as interactive <clears throat> and just as amazing. And those guys are so good with kids. I've heard so many stories about kids wanting to go to be a vet and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a right, big well, ride. Uh, yeah, let's let's take a little step back and ha- have you introduce yourself and kind of where you fit into herpetoculture. Uh, well, uh, I've been in everywhere. Uh-huh. I am Daniel Yates. Uh, the guard shack at work knows me as the lizard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so uh, I I think I'm I'm rarer than a Mac and Wookie. <laughs> I really <Yeah>. do. Uh, <laughs> I grew up in That's Southwest good. Missouri. If you've ever heard of Knoll, Missouri, hmm. I grew up on the opposite side of the county from that. If you've heard of Joplin, Missouri, mm-hmm. I grew up away from that. I grew okay. up. It was thirty minutes to a Walmart. Okay, I didn't so out there a bit. This. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't put the house that I grew up in on Google mm-hmm. until three years ago. Oh wow! <laughs> so out yeah, there. like I grew up way out yeah. there in Boonies. Okay, and I went to school a town away till junior high, so mm-hmm. I didn't actually have a kid that lived near me till oh, I was wow. in junior high, and that was a mile down the road. My mm-hmm. brother's five years older than me and has a learning disability, so he's very aggressive. Mm-hmm. And stuff when we were younger. I mean, and I'm a kid and I'm supposed to have a learning disability. Uh, to me, the mm. school system took 10 years of my life from me because of that. Mm. Nobody yeah. ever told me that I was good at math. Mm-hmm. I have an associate's in physics, mm-hmm. a bachelor's in polymer chemistry focused on medical tech. And mm. I have studies in nonverbal human communication. I mean, for crying out loud. But I'm learning disabled. I suck at grammar and spelling. Mm -hmm. But I can read and comprehend more than most. The first book I ever read was The Black Hole Wars by Leonard Susskind. My battle with Stephen Hawking to make the universe safe for quantum mechanics. And I read it when I was 26. (laughs) Uh And so as a kid, I had to grow up and learn to control my anger because of my brother being learning disabled Mm -hmm. and stuff. And then being grown up out there with a five-year-old brother who's disabled mentally. Mm-hmm. So so pretty much what's happened is I grew up an only child with, mm-hmm. no, with not the peer review. I always call it the peer review. So yeah. I didn't have a bunch of kids all the time around me yeah. just filling my head full of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I really was a blank slate coming out of school yeah. compared did to you, most. I mean, did you – did you live in good habitat for like reptiles and amphibians or did were you into That's them back the thing then? Is, or? I never, I had stray cats. I seen the little, uh, long tail mm-hmm. and that was it. Like I was not a herpetologist back then. Yeah. I was not at all. Like it was not a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. I just, but yet I still wandered out in the woods all the time. I can't tell yeah. you how many ticks I pulled off me. And so I'm probably immune to so many diseases now because of that stuff. But as I went along in the years and after doing everything that I did, I've learned so many subjects. I worked for Lazy Boy Mm -hmm. building chairs for seven and a half years. The last four, I got my degree in physics, going to school full time in person. Mm -hmm. And I worked four o'clock in the afternoon to two thirty in the morning. There was more 
There was mornings I had to choose between shitting and sleeping. And a friend of mine said it best. He said, if you choose one, you might end up doing both. And it's just like, (laughs) so I get what Chuck's going through. I really do. So (laughs) with that, as I got the jobs and I got out of school finally and stuff, and I got a job working 12 hours and then that fell through and I Mm. went on the pharmaceutical thing and that job was so toxic. And I'm like, okay, I want to get me a fish tank. So I go out and look at fish tanks and realize how much it takes to get a fish tank. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, so what can I do other than this? So I went to look at reptiles and I, the lady at the, and yeah, a big box store, big box. store, And so it's like, don't don't get a chameleon. They're not the best for beginners. You want to get a bearded dragon. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll look. So we looked and it's like, okay. So I seen one that's running around a lot, and that's what I hear because I did my I did my homework that I could. Mm-hmm. And so Pitch is running around the tanks. So two weeks later I go back. It's it was the day before the Chiefs were supposed to play Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I always say supposed to, you know, I'm a cheese fan, you know, it's, uh, (laughs) Uh so ever since I got a reptile, the chiefs have not done crap (laughs) when it comes to finishing a season. Uh It's like, damn it. It's like, I'm still not giving up my reptiles guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's just not going to happen. Pitch is my baby girl. I love her to death. Like so you, so it's only been a couple years then, right? Because they yeah, they, and it's amazing. Yeah. Like I've surpassed <laughs> so many twenty year keepers that it's, mm. a, but that's because of my backgrounds and so mm. on and so forth. And I'm always willing to learn. I I plug into multiple podcasts. I'm not an extremist in any point of view. An extremist is a person that has an idea that they cannot get away from, like a belief system of any kind. Mm. Yeah. And that's, it's as simple as that. And I'm just not that guy. I always want to learn because of the way I was raised. My dad did actually take me to museums and stuff. So for me, Hmm. I would love to go herping. Looking back and thinking about all, thinking about the exact trees that I used to play on and going, oh man, I wonder if I had busted that open. I wonder what lizards I could have saw in there. Oh my God. Like, oh Hmm. man. And so that's why the lizards, because of my background in nonverbal, the lizards have really, like, to me, because mm-hmm. I see something there. Yeah. And I just got some zebra skinks. A lady that I know oh, that cool. I talked to about Peter Bandit skinks, she actually gave them to me for free because they had kink tails. Mm-hmm. Because her, the female had too big of a clutch. Mm-hmm. And so some of the eggs got smashed. And she didn't want to be known as breeding trash, even mm-hmm. though they're perfectly healthy. Yeah. And so I got it and I just love them already. Like it, oh, it hadn't cool. even been a week. Yeah. And like I see the behaviors mm-hmm. and I, I want to help people put the studies together. I want to step into herpetology, not to be the guy that's the smartest in the room. I want to help other people be able to help themselves. I actually think we should have a law that says mm-hmm. you need a license to have a bearded dragon just like that. But it's like a $20. You need to take a test. 
Because mm-hmm. it's amazing how many people I meet that cannot read a light bulb. Mm-hmm. And it's like they, they have a, so, a bit of a like that in Utah with the the law system, where if you want to collect one from the wild, you need to do a an online quiz, and then if you pass the quiz, you can buy a license to to collect a you know wild reptile, and then be able to keep it as a as a pet. So it's you know kind of a cool uh, step in the right direction. I like the uh, yeah. idea of educating you know yourself before, and a lot of people. I mean, we kind of live in a in a instant gratification world right now and so a lot of people just they see it they want it they buy it and then they think about it maybe later or they get bored with it after a couple weeks and then they want to move on you know it's like yeah that's uh, not the best you know when you're talking yeah, about and things, we're not so. we're not talking about like you have to know the exact on this exact animal it's you have to know air temperature versus surface have to be able to understand humidity where to surrender your animal if you have to where yeah, to do yeah. you know what's wild caught versus captive bred, the Ferguson zones, little things like this that should be known by everybody so Mm. they can actually do their own education. And I think if we actually outlaw the selling of anybody that doesn't have one, Mm. then it actually makes it to where the stores cannot sell you. The expos can't even let you in without one person in your party having a license. So therefore... We actually force the pet stores to carry what we want them to carry because the people are more educated. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. 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 And I I think that's a a great way to start out. Hmm. Well, uh, should we let's dive into the topic? So we're, we you uh, suggested a topic. So we, we, this is more important now than (laughs) ever. All right. What do you got for Ever. us? What's the what's the topic you want to discuss? Do you want to introduce it? I think we should break it down to kind of two two different things here. Okay. Is it is the hobby about people or is it about the animals? Mm-hmm. And then should it be about the people or should it be about the animals? Okay. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Let's uh, do a coin toss. See who gets which side. So, um, I guess you know if, if you want to. Uh, defend the is the hobby about the animals or is the hobby about the keepers right okay you want to call it here we go tails i guess it's tails yeah what side do you want to defend i listen (laughs) yeah there's actually is a mathematical (laughs) the the actual it says that (laughs) the one that's the face up Mm-hmm. is more likely to hit like 51% or something like that more than the other. Mm-hmm. So Okay. It, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, I never show what, what side is up when I flip though. So you got Yeah, to I know, it. right? Like it's there's, there's <laughs> physics involved here. As long yeah, as you're keeping yeah, it yeah. consistent, you can actually muscle memory <laughs> that stuff. Like I right. I want to take the side that it's about the people. Okay. And then I'll take All the right. side that it's it's it should be about the people. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah, I think that gives you a fair advantage and like that because it's a hundred percent about the people. Well, do you want to start out or do you want me to start? <clears throat> I don't care either way. Okay, um, I'll I'll give it a go here. So, um, I guess in when we're when we're keeping live animals, uh, we need to definitely 
cater to their needs. We need to try to design our enclosures. We need to provide the things that they need. I mean, if, it, if we make it about us, a lot of times the animals are the ones that suffer. And so, you know, I think we need to kind of focus on learning as much as we can about the natural history, about the uh, needs, about the diet, you know, all those kind of things, the thermal requirements um, of the reptile and make it, you know, about about the reptile so we can uh, ensure that they have a long and happy life and that they are, um, you know, comfortable. They're getting the things that they need to thrive. And, um, yeah, that's basically... The, the starting point I'd I'd hit on first. It it doesn't even matter where you start with this, uh-huh. <laughs> because psychology shows us that if you do something good with your life, if you do mm-hmm. something good, so firefighters, oh man, they do such an amazing job saving people. Mm-hmm. Well, they do it because it makes them feel better about themselves. It makes them feel good. So, and. I know you guys have talked about mental health. This thing's huge for mental health to keep reptiles. I mean, so think about what's the first thing somebody wants after having a positive experience. Another one. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, then everything we do in this hobby that has any positive thing, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad for the animal makes people feel good. And therefore, it's about them. It is a, mm-hmm. I mean, it shouldn't be. But, hey, <laughs> you you can't stop psychology. It's, it's in our nature to want to satisfy ourselves. Like you said, everybody's looking for that, that deal. And that's why, for me, that's why I make the videos that I make. And I've had people, well, dude. You know, you could do shorts and you could do this and you could do that to get more subscribers. I don't care about the subscriber count. I want people in my life that make me feel like I can be better. Mm-hmm. It's it's like I want to do better. I actually tell a buddy at work all the time. It's like, dude, I want to make sure you understand how much I respect you. Because when we talk about a conversation, you do not just let me have the win you actually come back with something and it's actually helped me out learning more about my animals. I think some uh, bearded dragons don't set change sin gender. Mm-hmm. I like some people say, I think they actually have a tragedy when they're younger, they go through trauma or calcium deficiency because you'll always see them with lip issues. If they, if they think they have the sex change. And so, and I do that because it makes me feel good to grow because that's how I was raised. Whereas most people have the review process where you're, you're in the group, you're in your group of people as you grow mm-hmm. up and you want to stay with that group. So you want to be the popular one of that group. So mm-hmm. yeah, it hurts the hobby. But it is 100% about the people. I want to be the man. I've had people, when I take my dragons out, they go, oh, that's just a bearded dragon. Yeah, they're freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's just, oh, it's just a beardy. Yeah, I had Savannah monitors and uh, iguanas. 
So what does that take away from my beardy? But that person wants to fit in with their clique and they want to be the hierarchy of their clique because it makes them feel good. That's and these are the psychology things that maybe we ought to be looking at. Maybe in this yeah, hobby, huh? we need to look at psychology. Yeah. And we're going to get into something deep here. Something yeah. deep here. I mean, there there is definitely a lot of a lot of those psych psychoses uh, that are that are present in the hobby for sure. And um, I I think you know. Uh, if if all you're looking for though is a good experience, I mean, working with live animals deals out a lot of bad experiences too. You know, you have clutches oh that God, don't yeah. work, or an egg bound female, or one of your animals dies, or things like that. And yeah, so, I, I still, if, if that's what's driving yeah. it, it's not going to drive very far, right? Because you're going to have. I mean, I, I, can't, don't I, I, I know I was listening to Eric and Owen on uh, Morelli Python Radio, and they were talking about you know kind of the the highs and lows, you know, they were talking about the breeding season and, you know, you have these great highs, but you also have very low lows and, and things kind of, kind of go crazy sometimes. So, um, I, and I, I, I think, I mean, at least personally, I shy away from those kind of things. If somebody's all in it for just themselves, then I'm like, yeah, I I may not associate with that, that person as much, you know, or yeah. So you you listen to that guy's wording. Who said they were just beardies? Mm-hmm. He said he mm-hmm. had iguanas. He said he had savannah monitors. He doesn't have. Yeah. He had. Mm-hmm. And we all know that you get into this hobby. I told the lady the other day, she goes, oh, well, can I, you know, should I introduce my daughter's friends to my beardie for her birthday? And it's like, well, I thought she was talking about, like, taking it out for a show. She's like, no, they were going to come over and stuff. I'm like, well, now it's a wholly different problem because the odds are by the time you get to November where you're saying your daughter's mm-hmm. birthday is, you're probably going to have like a dozen animals because you because you enjoy it so much. So now it's a whole different story. But yet yeah. you listen back. That guy said he didn't have them anymore because like huh. you just said, huh. it's not lasting. For me, it's lasting. I can't yeah. I can't think of not going without a skink anymore. My dragons, I've passed on dragons before, but I, my grandfather said it best. I, when he talked about kids, I wouldn't give a, I wouldn't take a million dollars for any of my kids, but I wouldn't give a nickel for another one. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's such a interesting viewpoint. And, to think about who we should be kind of looking up to. There was Mm -hmm. a gentleman who stopped me. I take my dragons to Cabela's once in a while Mm -hmm. and you'll see the fish actually take interest in the dragons. It's Mm -hmm. quite fascinating to see because these fish must be thinking about mentally. And so it's probably pretty good for their mental stability. And my dragons get a big kick out of the, the uh, actual uh, stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. They actually do. They, they pop up out of the place. Like, Calm Fancy gets so overwhelmed, but he'll pop up and, like, look at the things. Like, their mental health is super important to me. Super mm-hmm. important. I've studied a yeah. ton of things when it comes to, to neuroscience and stuff. Yeah. And so there was a gentleman who stopped me. And he's like, oh, my God, that's so cool that you got your beardies out. Well, I used to own Savannah monitors. Man, 
I and it's like I told him, I said, dude, you you know, because I just got me two. And like it spent me all day trying to figure out if I should buy them or not. And I got such a great deal that I really couldn't pass up. I talked to a rescue. Like I was like, talk me in or out of this. And they actually talked me into it. That's how that's how important I am to some of this stuff around this area mm. is that when you have a rescue talking you into a Savannah monitor, mm. you might not be a bad keeper. Mm. It's, it's, it was interesting. So this guy is, I'm like, so you know that you can't feed them rats. You know, you can't do this. And he goes, yeah, I figured that out. I actually drunk uh, bottom mm-hmm. and I bought like two. Like I did once and I did it again. So what I did is I stopped drinking completely. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, I am so proud of you. That that right there, there is so much respect right there. Even though you made a mistake, you didn't just stop there. Well, I apologize for making a mistake. I'm sorry. No, you made a corrective action to prevent you from doing it again. And to me, that's just that's amazing. Cool. Though, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's like, that guy has my respect. I told him about your podcast, so hopefully he's listened. Hit me up, man. He said he's got mm-hmm. a Savannah monitor, and I would love to make a table out of it, like I with the with the things and make, a, like, a poly table. I use a mm-hmm. smooth-on polyurethane to make mm-hmm. the casts that I do. So, yeah, yeah it's it's fascinating. Um I want to, I, and here's the other thing about maybe taking it as far as I do, some of the issues mm-hmm. that might come up. I think I spooked Ed from Ed and Emily from De- Snake Discovery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I am serious about showing support to the supporters. Mm-hmm. Because people don't understand that, because I fully understand what it's like to not be supported. My, my whole time through college, my father's like, Hey, you know, what are you, are you sure you're going to get a job? Are you sure you're going to get a job? You think you're better than us now. It's like, no, I'm too busy to, to actually put that into the universe. Like I don't have time to think mm-hmm. like that. And so I actually spooked Ed a little bit, I think, because I wanted to make sure he understood that I respected him the support that he showed Emily in her dream mm-hmm. because originally it was her dream and I'm sure it's his dream now but you could possibly see how somebody achieving success could potentially make somebody else feel alienated because it's not necessarily their success mm-hmm. and it's like but yet and the actual training of the animals can actually teach us this because I, I never tell people to go negative on their animals. You're not going to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. You have to do positive reinforcement to train. And I mm-hmm. teach that, like worm training for the dragons and everything. The pot, And that's the same thing for people. And these are things we need to recognize. And if we're talking about, okay, so, so we need to push positivity here. We need to push people to think that they are being respected by others and like that. And I think that's actually something Ed and Emily achieve is showing new keepers 
that might feel like they're not good enough. Cause I can't tell you, like, you mm-hmm. know how toxic Facebook is. And so for them to go out here and so show much support to the new keepers, even mm-hmm. if the new keepers, they don't judge them if they mess up. That's we can't be doing that. I'm a sole, full supporter of new keepers experimenting, taking a spot here because I have a video on lighting because my landlord had this big thing. So mm-hmm. I made a reptile lighting versus versus uh, landlord video. And mm-hmm. so this is where you start. This is where you start with your lighting. You even need to understand because it's not as simple as just placing your lighting. You need to understand all the shades and stuff that goes with it. So here's where you start and then slowly mm-hmm. tweak it. Yeah. This way, people feel more positive as if they have more influence over the outcome of their animal. And if they see different behaviors of their animal, they're going to get more positivity out of it. And they're going to want to do more and be more active, be more researchative, and actually experiment more on the individual animal. Yeah, so I, I'd, I'd go back to the... Um Savannah monitors, you know, they're they're uh, one of the most commonly imported animals, and they're probably one of the least understood animals in in yeah. you know herpetoculture, where a lot of people don't know their behaviors in the wild, their natural history, their diet. You know, like you said, a lot of people will just feed them rats and mice, and they'll get overweight, and then they think, oh, this is a cool lap pet; it'll just sit on my lap, and it won't, you know run anywhere and and so you know when they make it about themselves when they make it about i want something that'll sit on my lap or i want it you know to to you know whatever you're not keeping it like it it needs to be kept um it might seem you know it might appear to you that oh yeah this is a great tame pet when it's just not being supported how it needs to be supported if you gave it the right light and the and the proper temperatures and the proper food that you're not you're not holding that thing on your lap, you know. You're yeah. you're uh, you're you're uh, trying to keep up with it because they are you know high high octane animals. Oh my god, they are so are, high octane. Yeah, I love so, my I know, love my stinks more. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but I've, you know we we definitely need to put those kind of um, those those things before our own needs for sure. Oh yeah, if we do not ink and. That's the thing about importing, man. I mean, it's so people want to narrow politics and stuff down to so narrow of a viewpoint. And it's like, it doesn't work mm-hmm. that way. So much of this country wants us to be independent from the rest of the world. No, you can't do that anymore. We are yeah. global. You have to yeah. think globally. If mm-hmm. And it was something uh, Dave Kaufman did in a video. That was very interesting when it came to like Savannah monitors and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The West African stuff. I mean, yep. I took that to heart because it was very important. Yeah. And it's I like, mean, he's, he's done some really good, good job, done a great job at showing kind of the animals in their habitat, what they, yeah. you know, what they utilize, what their food source, what temperatures they're experiencing and things like that. And it helps, and helps you in- grasp it a little bit. And I really think, you know, travel does that too. If you can get to the environment or the habitat where your animal comes from. I mean, I've chased bearded dragons out in central Australia and seen kind of how that. they behave, what they, you know, where they bask and what they do when you get yeah. too close to them, you know, those kind of things. So, um, yeah. you know, I, 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 
was there maybe what two weeks in in central australia so you know i saw quite a few of them but i wouldn't call myself an expert you know like on, on yeah. bearded dragon natural history but you know it, it does it it's uh you know uh what they say picture is worth a thousand words. And I think, you know, visiting yeah, the animals it, in their habitat is worth, you know, and I totally agree with you guys. The, taking that snapshot hmm. isn't <clears throat> right. I heard a vet once tell hmm. people, well, bearded dragons need freaking the light over the whole enclosure. It's because I've been to Australia and I know how it is. I'm like, you're a vet. Don't say this. I've never been to Australia, and I can tell you you're completely wrong. If I take my my dragons out for a two, two-hour walk in the sun, they're hiding from that UV in the enclosure for two days. Yeah, well, and that's the need- thing is they're, you know, they're, their behaviors, they're actively trying to avoid the heat of the day usually. You know, sometimes you'll yeah. see them out when it's pretty warm. And when I was there, it was uh, very rainy and overcast for the most part. So they were out trying to get some, some additional warmth. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, during the that's heat of the I day, bring very few shirt. reptiles are out. Yeah, but. I bring extra shirts and stuff when I take mm-hmm. them out. That way I can cover them up. Once I see that they're no longer dark, that they Mm. no longer get very dark, and it's like, okay, so we've been out here in the sun for a little bit now, so they're not getting as dark as they were, so they're not taking in that UV as much, so they're not wanting that UV. Mm. So let's go ahead and cover I, I think when you interact with other reptile keepers and they see you taking things out like that, they're they're like, I mean, it almost puts the animals in a in a forced position right they don't have a choice of whether they're in the sun or not they they can't really go hide or or, you know those kind of things and so you're making the calls for them but you know that's probably what what people are taking issue with and you know i'm i'd probably side with that you know like it's uh, it's it's so interesting though looking at it as like i said earlier the only people who've actually criticized me for taking my dragons out are reptile keepers Mm-hmm. Everybody there, I'm that nice guy with the lizards. I'm that smart guy with the lizards. I'm that guy with the lizards. Or look at the lizards. They don't actually, yeah. if it was a snake, it would probably be different. But it mm-hmm. leaves people with a positive feeling afterwards. And yeah. I know yeah. how to carry myself to where people don't look at me because I understand the nonverbals. My thumbs are mm-hmm. always up, my hands are mm-hmm. out of my pocket. My hands swing to my side. I, I lift up. I'll look you in the eyes. That's sometimes mm-hmm. a dominant thing. I do that with my skinks, like my emeralds. I'll walk up to the window and just kind of stare at them for a minute. And then you'll see them like get super, super heated up, just, you know, just super breaths. And then it's like you slowly blink. And by the time you open your eyes, they will have calmed down because mm-hmm. A predator keeps their eyes on them. So you're mm-hmm. showing them that you're not scared of them and you're not a predator to them. Mm-hmm. And so they actually calm down. It's one way to do it. My Peter yeah. Bandit skinks, uh, Snoot, my newest one, I was introducing him to the rest to make sure that they were actually going to work together, that there wasn't going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. I don't just put things together. That's not, no, because that's, there are lots of things can go wrong. So I wanted to see that we saw the reaction of the animal actually turn their back sometimes. And depending Mm -hmm. on which animal, which 
because I have a, an, a, a sub-adult male. I have two adult males. Snoot is an adult male. And I have one female. Mm. And Snoot yeah. did not want to come at Carrie, my other adult male. But he was more than happy to run over as soon as broken, my, my youngest. As soon as he turned his back, he ran over. And all these things that I'm learning like this, these things bring me joy. But I'm not a normal person. Like, just because of the, who I am and my background, I don't need people to, even though that still makes me feel good, makes me sure. feel good to have people out there going, oh, my God, this is so cool that you've got these. Like, I do feel good about that. I'm not going to hmm. lie because so many people lie to themselves. Like, no, no, I'm doing this for the animals. Well, no, doing hmm. the right thing still makes you feel good. And you should hmm. if you're actually, yeah. like, working for a rescue or something. And the people sure. that were hospice people for the animals, hmm. they were people I was talking to at the show. Those people should feel amazing about themselves. And we should go that extra mile to help them feel amazing about themselves. Because just like you said, that negativity, like I, I lost Spike, my my he, I got him when I got Pitch, so he was also my first yeah. reptile, and I lost him mm-hmm. at seven months, and I had him when he was three months, mm-hmm. and I still ball about it today. I have yeah. to like keep myself from thinking about it, mm-hmm. and so when we look at this. We do need to take that stigma out of it. And I actually think, mm. like, uh, I mean, we're both in agreement that this should be about the animals. Mm-hmm. But it's, it is still 100% about the people. I wish it wasn't. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I guess if, if, you're, if you're getting something out of it that, that keeps you going in the right direction, then that's, yeah, that's what we should be pushing. I I think we, Oh yeah. I mean, we, we're all in this because we enjoy the animals. And so, you know, if we're we're not enjoying them anymore, you know, yeah, but they don't last long. Those guys are usually out of it pretty quick. Like I said, that guys, I, I had them. I had them. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I don't have them now. I had them. Well, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. I don't know too many reptiles, guys, that would be like, yeah, I can't get another one because I lost one. They'd be like, damn it, I'm heartbroken, but I'm going to go out and look for another one. I'm going to go. I got to have one in my life, you know? It, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, I I don't think I'll ever uh, move away from reptiles in one way or another. But I, know, can't, I, even, I, think I we, can't even fathom it <clears throat> We do, we do kind of change and develop. And I, you know, I think, think back when I first started keeping them, you know, I was, I was that kid that, you know, took, took around my Burmese Python and walked around the neighborhood or something, you know, to, to show off to the neighbors and stuff. And, you know, it was, yeah. it was definitely about me I, that, at that time. And, you know, I am I, that kid. I, I was learning. Yeah. I'm still you know, that kid. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm so a we, scientist. we learn and, and grow and yeah. I, yeah. I legitimately uh, snake discovery was talking about it where they, they had the uh, murals and they said, the painter mm-hmm. said that kids walk up and touch the snout of the painting. And it's like, they mm-hmm. want to touch it because they want to see how it feels because it's, it's yeah. the animal. It's the, like, I want to touch it. Yeah. I still, <laughs> I'm, I'm in my thirties. I'm a scientist <laughs> 
and I still mm. boop the nose on my on pitch on my beardy. Mm. She's so used to it now. Everybody asks me, well, do they like being touched? Do they like being touched? It's like, no, they they don't give a shit. They don't care. I don't think they like it, and I don't think they hate it. They're just happy to be out of the house, legitimately. Like, that's not me saying, oh, well, I think they are. No, Pitch actually gets excited. Like, one of the, like, the third or fourth time I took her to the lake, her tail ringed up before she even got out of the car. She was just like, oh, my God, yes, I'm going to go hunt some bugs, and I'm going to go eat some grass, and I'm going to go do this. It's like, okay, girl, you do you. I mean, mm. it's it's so interesting. And to see their behaviors and their joy. Hydra gets a little bit scared, and right behind my neck is his safety spot. So if he feels uncomfortable, he's going to go run there. Calm Fancy used to feel that way. Now he sits in the basket and he'll sit there for hours on end, no matter what. Mm. And I've had dogs walk up to him and I've tried to keep him away from dogs, but dogs still, and he still doesn't even care like anymore where he used to get overwhelmed. And so to me, that is good for his mental health. He wants out. He glass serves to get out all the time in the apartment. He wants out yeah. and I can't blame him. I mean, you get yeah, to experience. Uh, yeah. They, they have certain uh, things that they get from that sunlight and, and uh, yes. you know, being in the environment and stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, we, we're, we're approaching our hour mark and uh, I well, don't let's, know. Let me finish any... up something. I wanted to, yeah. a serious uh, talk here. Um, okay. okay, so let's talk about Chandler and him getting mm-hmm. bit by that crocodile. Mm-hmm. Okay, Chris, the gator boy, he said, mm-hmm. well, Chandler's my friend. He's going to get these crocodiles. Well, I've seen a lot of his videos on Florida's Wildest. And I've mm-hmm. seen how he talks about this crocodile. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. so... He takes the stick and he makes sure this crocodile can't jump up. He says, this is the meanest thing. Chris is licensed in the state of Florida. He's probably one of the leading experts for catching nuisance alligators. So Chandler's supposed to be his friend. This kind of thing happens to me. This is why this pissed me off so badly. Mm-hmm. It's not just because he got bit. It's because Chris shows you how to deal with this exact crocodile, this exact Mm -hmm. crocodile. And he didn't listen to a freaking, he didn't do any research. It looked like on what Chris does to get this crocodile out of the water. And it turns out that Chris was even there and he wasn't on the video for Mm -hmm. Chandler. And somebody brought up the point that Chandler was even given a sump pump and he wouldn't drain the water. And Chandler actually got in the water. So this is what we're talking about. This this is about him. Chandler, I believe, like I said, I don't don't think that I'm dissing on him for, for his any mental disability that he might have. I think he's got some form of ADHD. I've seen it before. That stuff often leads to a to a problem with self-esteem as well. I've seen it a hundred thousand times. And people that have unhealthy self-esteem 
often are the worst people in the world. And I don't know if Chandler is that bad. But just from that one interaction, yeah, he apologized, said that he did something wrong. To me, that's still not good enough because you haven't corrected anything. You've just apologized, recognizing that you've done something wrong. So that's kind of what our that's what our society pushes these days is people to push it further and further and take more risks and and put themselves in dangerous situations for the clicks, you know. So, so here is an expert, an mm. actual expert on that exact mm. animal, and he's your friend, and you don't listen to him. You don't care about his opinion. That is more insulting than anything. I have friends, and I have family members. I'm like, okay, so this is this. is this. Oh, well, that's terrible because of blah, 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 blah. And it's like, that's that's incorrect. I know that's what the news tells you, but I've put years of my life into studying what you're talking about. I've spent mm-hmm. thousands of dollars to get an education, and I can show you. I don't just tell you. I can show you. But what you're still going to come back at me and tell me, no, we can have a difference of opinion. No, we can't. I'm your son. I'm your best friend who's never actually lied to you. I'm the guy that tells you when you're messing up because I love you. You're my friend. And yet you tell me that you know a subject that you've never studied, that I have spent money studying. You're telling me you know more about it than I do. How dare you? That's super insulting. So how should we as a hobby deal with Chandler because that is that is beyond bad so for me yeah well I mean if 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 his friend was there on site why didn't he why didn't he stop him you know that was kind of partially on him too if he's letting him interact with his animals Chandler's video so I wonder if he kind of protested it a little bit like I don't want any I don't want to be associated with this what Things that we need to understand. I watched a I watch a cinnamon therapy, and he goes over different different uh, movies and actually applies therapy. He's an actual family therapist, mm. so this guy knows more about the subject than I do. And he was talking about mm. family therapy with Thor, and he's like, people behave their best when they feel unconditionally loved. Mm-hmm. Is that approach that we should take with Chandler right now? As this, this is an interesting point. What I would like to see is for him to actually sit down with Chris and tell Chris personally that he is sorry. This is the mistakes I made. This is what I should have done. This is how I'm correcting it in the future. And I absolutely want you to help me with these crocodiles because I see where Chandler put them. And it's, it's actually pretty nice. And he says that's a temporary thing. Yeah. And so th- I would love to see the alligator, the crocodile stay there, but the odds are that he's going to lose his license from this and get these crocodiles killed because he was just terrible. And so what I think what this would do if he actually sat down with Chris and did this is actually push that narrative that we need to work together with the experts. We no mm-hmm. longer need to say experts are worth. And that's the thing. Like I said, I've already surpassed most 20-year keepers. It's 
when we talk about driving, you can be driving for 20 years and still not be a good driver because you're so, I've already done this for 20 years. I, I'm, you're not focused anymore. You think you're above it when it's like, no, you need to focus. And this is something that does happen in the reptile community. And how many times I have to hear one-offs, one-offs, one-offs. The old lady that's supposed to be one of the best rep, uh, bearded dragon keepers, well, the bee's toxic because this one dragon died from toxic. Um, what is his Ryan McVeigh? Uh, McVeigh? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I met him. Mm-hmm. I love that guy. He, I, I actually enjoyed the talk that I had with oh, him. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. But he said that night that uh, night. What was it? Red wigglers are toxic for reptiles. And it's like, well, no, I've fed red wigglers to my dragons before, and they're fine. And so I looked it up, and this is something that we need to understand. The human brain, memory-wise, mm-hmm. when you look at a memory, it changes. Mm-hmm. So you're always lying to yourself every time you look at a memory. Mm-hmm. So to him, he might have actually made that mistake that all reptiles are toxic to him. When that's not necessarily true, but yet it's still probably not worth the risk. But mm-hmm. yet, there's still some things there. Like it's so yeah, important to understand that. Yeah. And so this is this whole hobby is actually about the people. And the more we understand that, the more we can help people. So what I would like, I said, I would love to see Chandler do this. Until Chandler does yeah. this, I think as a community, we should ostracize him because mm-hmm. he showed us that he cannot be trusted. He put. The crocodile's life in danger. He put his friend's life in danger. He put his own life in danger for nothing. Nothing. Like, there was nothing that came out of that. Well, people are like, well, it shows you what not to do. That's uh, not actually he, helpful. I think, he, I think he made a lot of money and got a lot of clicks. Yeah. So like he's probably uh, much wealthier that, now. Like, <laughs> that's not, that's yeah. not helpful to the hobby at all. So if we can get him. That's what so I'm saying. Should, I don't think he cares that much. He's 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 making money. So what does it matter? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, but if he so. really cares about these animals and wants to help other people care about these animals, mm-hmm. and I I guarantee you, Chris wouldn't have a problem with this because he does talk about the behaviors of people. He does talk about the animals in this way. I think he would actually appreciate this. I think he would go, hey, you want to come here? Let's talk about this. Let's talk about what we should have done. Let's talk about how we can fix this in the future. How do we take this further? How do I help you to not lose these? Because Chandler, with if he has the ADHD that I think he's got, I don't think he's ever going to be great enough to truly do this on his own. He's always going to need help. And nobody should ever look down on him for that. Ever. Nobody should ever look down on him for that because it's hard to ask for help. And I think if he's willing to do it as a community, we should be a hundred percent behind him. But until he shows that, I think we should ostracize him. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> and his friend should show him unconditional love. He mm-hmm. should feel something from somewhere because if you completely ostracize him, 
it just sends him more into a depression and he's not going to take care of the animals that he has now better. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and well, hopefully he's not making that mistake twice. And yeah. And imagine his ADHD so. or something that he might yeah. have, how much mm-hmm. these animals have actually helped him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yet, I mean, he's he been goes, doing it for a long time. He's got a lot. Yeah. And yet of, he, he goes <laughs> off and does this. So, yeah. And I mean, there might be people that come on and go, oh, well, you know, the your comments, oh, well, you know, you're an asshole and you, you know, you don't understand Chandler. It's like, no, I actually have a pretty deep understanding because I've hung out with people with Tourette's. My first thing when I told my friend that had Tourette's, when he wants to go talk to girls, you can't hide your Tourette's. Hmm. You go over there and you make fun of yourself for your Tourette's. You go show these women that you have Tourette's. Because if you don't, then it's creepy when it comes out. Mm. If you break it down automatically, show them, it's no longer creepy. Mm. But he's not going <laughs> to listen to me. Yeah. It just And that's just the thing. And he just spirals into more of a depression because he's unwilling to learn and listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, human nature is a very complicated thing. Yeah, that's, And I'm a big fan of uh, the Max Planck quote. Mm-hmm. A scientific idea does not triumph by convincing its opponents, making them see the light. But in the fact that the opponent eventually dies and the next generation grows up with their ideas. Mm-hmm. I want to do nothing but show support to the children. I want mm-hmm. them to grow up and think this is how we should be doing this. This is a way to do this, to see this differently. Like I said, with the Venom kid, I wanted him to look at that snake like, this is so cool that this snake actually doesn't hate me. It's in my yeah, hands. Yeah. It's actually ex- wanting to explore. Mm-hmm. And and I don't even own snakes. And I see that. I want to do an yeah, episode with nuts. somebody. There was a kid who walked up to me at a show and we were talking about this stuff. And he was, I'm like, dude, you need to holler at me. You need to hit me up. And I would love to interview you. To get your take on the nonverbals of snakes. Because he was talking about the nonverbals of snakes. He was so awesome. He actually gave me a really great idea. I'm a huge supporter of the kids thing. So if I took a white plastic version of the bearded dragon models. And I made hundreds of them. And took it down to St. Jude's and had the kids paint them. And put them up for auction. I would love that stuff. Let's, let's push that these things are not wild animals. I've got a video, do reptiles turn on a dime? No. They put thought into their universe. They plan. Lucky didn't just run around his enclosure. He planned it out. He mapped his enclosure through play. He ran up the a majestic palm I put in there for him, and he would run up to the top and jump off. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I play a game at work sometimes. It's fine lucky because he's the same color as the majestic palm. Mm-hmm. So then you get to see him run around in there and he's literally, he runs and then he stops for about 30 seconds and you can see his head moving. Like he's actually planning his trip and then he moves on for a minute or two minutes or whatnot. And then he stops and he plans more and he does this and he's just having a blast this weekend. Yeah. I got to do that for him. 
I got to put him in the lurk into an enclosure. It'll be the first time they've been together, and they're both males. I'm not thrilled about that, but I need I need the room. But they've never shown any signs of aggression towards each other, and they've been mm. next to each other, and I've watched over and over again. Uh, they're quite two different them. personalities. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the species, I guess. But yeah, yeah, like those I, males, you don't want them to rip exactly. Each other up or so we're we're watching, and that's yeah. the thing I want to push. And I want people to feel good about it. That's if, good. If anybody yeah, out there is like positivity dude, I, in the. Yeah. yeah, I can never find somebody to talk to about the positive things that I see in these animals. I see this weird thing. Oh, the other day, my zebra skis. Mm-hmm. I put a little cup, like what I would put in my emeralds, like a gecko deal, gecko feeder. And so I put some water in there and I put it in the gravel. And when I, when I pulled it out later that night, I found that they had piled rocks into it that actually leveled off to the outside rocks. Mm-hmm. And there's a lip on that. So I'm wondering if they did it on purpose, if they, how they would have done that. But I understand how it would vibrate and become equal. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I actually have studied chaos theory. Mm-hmm. I, it's, oh, that's that's a whole other thing. And that's, I actually appreciated <laughs> this. Yeah. I appreciated this person on Facebook mm-hmm. when we were talking about the bullshit that they were trying to feed us out of, out of Florida and somebody mm-hmm. came on like US Arc Florida says this isn't correct. I'm like, I was wondering because invasive species, I always wonder. Don't 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 tell me that I'm I I don't think about invasive species because I do and I know it's bad, but I still mm-hmm. think about it as chaos theory and everything goes back to an equilibrium, but that equilibrium changes. Mm-hmm. Um, the earthquake in Japan caused the tornado in Joplin, I believe, in two thousand eleven. Because the earth, if you stop the earth, I know most people are like, oh, my God, like, that's crazy. That's insane. But if you stop the earth, you get thousands of miles per hour wind all at once. So the earthquake in Japan (laughs) caused a point zero three of a second off the earth speed. Like, so now you've introduced noise like a radio station. Mm -hmm. And so that whole freaking, uh, if you go back and look at the data, you can see that there was massive freaking tornadoes that season that seemed completely out of place. And then the Joplin tornado happened. Mm -hmm. And then the hurricane season was fine. It's like it hit that equilibrium right after the Joplin tornado. It was fascinating. I mean, so chaos theory is (laughs) something that does deal with nature. So yeah, I've always yeah. wondered about this, but this lady's like, well, you know, they blah, 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 invasive species. I'm like, chaos theory. Well, eventually she's like, well, chaos theory doesn't mean anything, blah, blah. I'm like, numbers would disagree with you. It is actually massively important. The numbers are for the actual variables of flowers and species and stuff like that. It's a massively important subject. When you get into mathematics of it. So eventually I told this lady who I was and what I what I've done in the past. This person, I don't know if it was a lady, I just say that. Uh, and they stopped. I actually respect that. 
because they didn't just continue to argue with me. And it's like, I told them straight out. I was like, okay, I don't want you to take this as I hate you. I want you to take this as you can be better. I believe in you. I want you to do more, to be more. I want this. This is, this is the stuff I try to put out in the universe. But sometimes it comes off creepy. Like I said, I think I got Ed a little creeped out. Well, I mean, no, I, I think that's a good message and probably a good place to stop. We got a, we were past our hour here, but uh, thanks for coming on, Daniel. And uh, we'll uh, catch Whenever you again. Whenever I get uh, to road, some of this but, other stuff, yeah. man, I, you have no idea how much I appreciate being on here. <laughs> I appreciate no, it was, it was your fun to, podcast. Fun to hear all I your listen ideas, to you and so. Chuck. Like I said, yeah. I'm probably rarer than a Mac and Wookiee. You know, I'm definitely, I'm not boring, but I'm definitely unique. <laughs> no, it's definitely been like, I may not be saying, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> well, well, thanks for so, coming on. Yeah. And thanks, uh, for having thanks to, me, to Marilla. I, I really appreciate yeah, it. No worries, and I think no these messages or yeah. things and what you do for the hobby is important. And I, Hey, going back to what I always do, I want to make sure you understand that I know that your podcast isn't the number one podcast in reptile community. (laughs) But what you guys do is so important. And I have so much respect and you should have respect for yourselves. And you guys are just amazing people. And I want to make sure that you are left with a positive here because you should be a hundred percent. If I could give you a cookie and a pat on the back, I would. You've earned it. <laughs> That's nice of you to say. Because I know yeah. these things. Well, we enjoy as doing it. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So yeah. it's not as always as rewarding, you know. Yeah. But because yeah, I have a YouTube channel. <sighs> I have like fifty six subscribers, but yet. All right. I'm well, okay what's the that. what's the name of your channel? Learning yeah. for my reptiles. Literally, when okay. I how can people the, get? Literally, type in learning how for can my people reptiles. Get in touch with you. Uh-huh. I have emails, learning from my reptiles, learning from my reptile products, gmail.com, mm-hmm. All right. Facebook, learning okay. from my reptiles. I had a lady out of the okay. blue holler at me from the UK. And so we weren't like on mm-hmm. the same schedule and I still took the time. Yeah. And it's like, I didn't realize she was from UK and she got a bearded dragon <laughs> from like their version of Craigslist. And when she told me, Oh, well, it's a four by two by two. I'm like, no, then don't even listen to me anymore. You don't need my help. It's like, you're fine. You're in the UK. You actually have laws. Yeah. Uh, I mean, anybody that needs help. Um, Hydra. I have a video on Hydra because when I bought him, he couldn't lift himself up. And now he still doesn't even have fat pockets and he's 350 uh, grams. He's such a good boy. He actually recognizes the term good boy. But I want to make sure like that girl knows that that I still support her. She is not a bad keeper because she was a young girl. She low early teens Mm -hmm. and had him in a 10 gallon tank. Got him at four months old. It took me two weeks to rehab him. I've got the video. I literally cried when he was running around his tank on all fours, jumping around. And I want to make sure this girl knows that I don't judge her. I see her necessarily as a victim here. Mm -hmm. And with the money that she put into this, I could have helped her build a four by two by two. 
yeah. enclosure. Yeah, I mean that's everybody needs to keep keep learning. You know, we all can keep growing and exactly. learning and, and so developing. So if this girl's ever hobby, out there, so, she yeah. says she wanted turtles. It's like hit me up. I will yeah. go that extra mile to help you, oh, and awesome. I will not make yeah. you feel bad about it. Yeah. Because I'm not that guy. Because if you're if you're making people feel judged, then why are they going to listen to you to help the animals? Yeah, that's true. It is. So you you yeah. their <clears throat> ideology is a shit brick house with no mortar. Mm-hmm. People think that once you start pulling on one brick, you're going to tear down the whole house. So they mm-hmm. have to protect it with their lives. So it's actually a skill. To learn, it's an art form to start pulling bricks. And that's something we need to learn. And the best way to affect people in this hobby is to not make them feel judged. Possibly to actually go that extra mile and make them feel unconditional love. Like It doesn't matter if you screw up. I'm still going to love you no matter what. I'm going to care about you. I'm going to show you respect. But that's some that's some great positivity. Yeah, it is. Uh, that's a good that's message to put out there. But what's the first yeah. thing somebody wants after having a positive? More positive. Another one. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks again to Morelli Python's Radio for uh, for uh, ha- housing our podcast and all the support they give. And uh, we're thanks yeah. thanks for the listeners. And uh, we'll catch you again next week for another episode of Reptile oh, Fight yes. Club. And, and uh, good job Chuck, with your wife. Yeah. I love uh, the thanks. episode. Uh, thanks. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Right. Chuck said to, to, to send the message that he's uh, ground Chuck this, this week. So I guess that's his outro. <laughs> I, I, I don't deliver the outros like Chuck does, but all right. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you again next week. See ya. See y'all later.